Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to the Churros Tacticas podcast. I'm your host, Kian Zubani, joined by my equal, Diego Lorin. And we are here... Not even it's like a I don't know if it's a post game show. It's supposed to be a post game show, but at halftime, Diego and I were texting. We're like, man, the post game show basically might as well start now because there's no way unless Costa Rica somehow gets some a blood transfusion with Japanese DNA, they they ain't coming back from this bloodbath. <laughs> they're they're toast. So we just uh, have recorded. The game is not finished. We're starting to record. I. Turned the game off actually right when Gavi scored the second goal. Or the sorry, the fifth goal. Um and I but I, I kind of stopped. Why'd you turn it off? Halftime. Well, just to record the podcast. Oh, okay. Because you you can't have it on in the background. Well, it's just too distracting at that point. Yeah. Uh right. but you have it on. So you, you we only need one of us to to give us updates. It's five nil currently still, right? Yeah, five nil, ten minutes to go. Yeah. I oh, watching oh here comes six. Oh, almost six. <laughs> so um, where do you want to start? I mean, I don't. Here's my 10-second yeah. analysis. This um, is, I mean, this is so, I mean, traditionally, we always start with with Spain, right? This being a quote-unquote lo- or loosely based Spanish football pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can start with Spain. It's, it, it, it feels like the World Cup has been... You know, we're in the midst of it. We're nearing the end of what I guess could be considered match day one or round one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow marks the last day that of the teams that haven't played yet. And on Friday, round two will start, Kian. Um, I think I got that right. Pretty sure because, I mean, Holland will, will play again on Friday. So I just wake up and I check the schedule. Okay. So... Um, but yeah, man, it's the the World Cup is in full swing. Uh, I'm happy. I it's been full of surprises, and you know, on that note, I guess this Spain five Costa Rica nil is up there with one of the big surprises. I think the way that this 
team has dismantled uh, Lucho's team has dismantled Costa Rica is is kind of beyond of what we expected. Uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. I'm certainly enjoying what I'm seeing so far. A very uh, recognizable style of play, just sheer and utter domin- domination, quick passing, possession-based football, goals aplenty, um, Busquets that is again in, in, in stellar form, both defensively on and off the ball. And, uh, you know, the offense is really starting from, from, from him. It, it, I, I mentioned Busquets because it, it's a Busquets that seems that every time he plays with Lucho, uh, he takes off a couple of notches of his age and, and, and kind of transforms himself into, to his younger self. Uh, for me, a joy to watch Kian. I'm, I'm just thoroughly enjoying this, this, this massacre that's, that's taken place. Your Busquets points it is interesting because I think a lot of the dialogue heading into this World Cup was, you know, Busquets is not Busquets anymore. He's not the same player he used to be. Yeah. And I think somewhere what got lost in that analysis was that Spain Busquets is a little bit different than yeah. Barcelona Busquets. Um, you know, you and I were discussing Spain's starting 11 and I had Rodri as the single pivot anchor. Um, you said that that's probably not what was going to happen. And I, I ultimately agreed that Lucho does have Busquets there, but I thought Rodri was better. It's interesting that <laughs> today they're starting together and Rodri is starting right. as a center back. And there was it's a crazy. Huge, there's a huge temptation when you see that starting 11 to be like, oh, here we go again. Um Lucho just drawing names out of a hat. This is the random thing for today. Rodri at center back. Um, but you know, it it's looked good. They I, from again from the first half that I watched with more scrutiny and under a uh, magnifying glass, him and Laporte read everything pretty perfectly in that high line. You know what I'm gonna say? It's we now let's wait and see when the real tests come. What what this looks like? But funny enough, yeah. Diego, like I. So I went into this tournament thinking, and this was my biggest mental hack with Spain, is that I will not be surprised by anything. I will not be surprised if they slay Germany 7-0. I will not be surprised if they lose to Costa Rica. I will not be surprised if they win the World Cup. I will not be surprised if they get eliminated in the group stages. So I'm not surprised. I'm impressed. I think that, you know, to to analyze this game for what it's worth, and it's it's not too complicated, Spain's counterpress was perfect. Their um, movement between the lines, they had outlets everywhere, just perfect. It was great. The passing was amazing. The defense and transition was great. The reality is also that Costa Rica were horrible. Um, And so, and so you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to focus on that part of it. It's not to discredit Spain, but it's just, it's just something that you you just know. It's like a footnote, you know, let's see what mm-hmm. happens when, when Nabri and Musiala come knocking in, in a group stage game that they have to win. So let's see, uh, you know, good start. Great start. Yeah. I, I get the, what I guess, uh, I mean, characterize as skepticism on, on the uh, validity, whether this is, a Spain to be reckoned with, uh, given the weakness of the opponent, a Costa Rica that traditionally in the past few editions of the World Cup, though, has not, you know, as as maybe punched above their weight. So I'm not a Costa Rica uh, avid follower, you know, very far from it. So I can't really judge 
their performance just on the night. Uh, I take it for what it's worth, and and that is that is Spain is playing exceptional football. Uh, yeah, surprising perhaps, and and I'll I'll you know add myself onto the list that I didn't really know what to expect leading into this game from what we had seen leading up to the World Cup. Although you know, give credit where it is due. Uh, this is Luis Enrique and not just any other coach. This is a coach that with Barca achieved its highest heights, you know, won a triplete, um, playing very good football. And also, if we're going to apply his, his coaching style to his current squad, the Spain squad also did excellent in the previous uh, Euro Cup where they got eliminated. I think what we both agreed on was kind of unfair against an Italy side that was, um, you know, weaker on the night and uh, penalties decided the fate on, on the team that, that went through. But, you know, I think it was, uh, I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of people deemed Spain also the better side. So I, I think with all that being said is maybe we shouldn't be too surprised. Maybe we have been, um, whether it's overcritical or skeptical uh, about Luis Enrique's, uh, this current Spain squad. Uh, of course, it remains to be seen. And like you, Kian, I mean, this next match will be uh, the biggest test and, and, and as will the next one, right, uh, against Japan, because next up is Germany then this Spain will face a Japan that has beaten Germany um, to my delight, as uh, you obviously know, Kian. I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, th th at the end of the day, this is a knockout tournament. This is a World Cup. Surprises happen. Argentina losing to Saudi Arab Arabia can happen. Japan losing to, to uh, or excuse me, Germany rather, losing to Japan can happen. You're talking about two of the World Cup or of the people's favorites to win the World Cup in Argentina and Germany. Spain, uh, you know, is, is up there with the favorites. Perhaps not as much mentioned because we don't have that one star player. Uh, but what we're seeing is that Luis Enrique with the players that he has, knows how to play very good football. Um, and that is something that you just simply cannot take away. You know, you talk about the counter press, you talk about the, 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 the passing, the incredibly good understanding as well of the central defenders, Rodri, who was playing out of possession, a position with the midfield, uh, Busquets, who's again, dictating the pace, the tempo of the game, uh, Gabi and Pedri, who to any cole, I mean, it's, it's, it's no surprise what they have been doing on the night. Uh, and then as well, the Marcos Asensio, who also looks like a different Asensio completely than uh, he does with, with Real Madrid. Marco uh, playing Asensio. As, Put some respect on his name. Did Marco. I say Marcos? You said Marco. I'm, I'm used to saying Marcos Alonso now, excuse me. And it's 6-0 in the 89th, in the Who 90th minute. Morata. <laughs> And uh, so Marco Asensio, who is uh, also, I mean, playing as a as number nine. So um, what more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Germany, or if you're me, Germany losing, Holland and Spain winning. A Holland that we're still expecting a whole lot more from, of course. But uh, so far, so good. And what is the most difficult game Of the World Cup, meaning that the first game, sorry, it was Carlos Schuller who, who scored the 6-0. 
you know, the first game of the World Cup is always that what they call here partido trampa that kind of the tricky the 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 tricky game it's it's the first game there's a lot of nerves there's a lot of excitement there's a, a lot of anxiety if you will positive or negative and um Kian, as you and my you and me have mentioned so many times 2010 spain loses their first game against a, a very disciplined and good switzerland side i think it is different you can compare the losses of spain in 2010 to the losses that we saw well, Germany maybe, but certainly Argentina against Saudi Arabia. I thought that Germany or Argentina rather were far out the better team, but didn't take care of business. I still expect them to go through. I don't know if Germany can necessarily go through. I mean, so, okay, so there's a lot in what you said there. I mean, just because yeah. you just said it now, but the Germany point, I mean, uh, Germany really should have sealed that game by halftime. They didn't. Um, you know, their the possession, the field tilt field tilt field tilt, the XG, everything was so overwhelmingly in Germany's favor. But Japan in that second half, the they just all of a sudden did everything they could have done to make Germany uncomfortable, which they did in the first half. They had an aggressive line. They had the tools to punish Germany in transition. Their high line has been a weak point. So they the credit to them, they took advantage of that. Is Germany in trouble? Like, if they lose that game to Spain, like, there's, there's a very high chance they may only end up in this game with three points. I mean, really, there's yeah. a huge problem there if they can't beat Costa Rica. So I'm just going to pencil in three points for that last game in Costa Rica. But the problem mm -hmm. for them is that may, it may not matter. Um, Correct. It, by then, if they lose to Spain, and Spain looks unbelievable right now. So we'll see. I, I you know, with the, the point about... Um, It's seven. It's seven. seven? Yeah, Morata this time. Morata, I mean, getting this is, I mean, this is the other side benefit of the beating up Costa Rica right now is that the confidence. I mean, all the attackers scored, right? All three attackers yeah. scored, the starters. Morata, two goals off the bench. You have Gavi throwing uh, goals in there too. Like just a, a pure confidence level for Morata heading into these next few games is, is massive. And um, knowing Lucho, he may change the starting 11. He may throw in Morata there as a starter. So, uh, this is all good for Spain psychologically as well. Um, what were we talking about? I I I lost my train of thought. Also, this is like Germany. Minor detail, but I can see the reflection of the game in your screen. Oh, and really? I just like wonder, like because FIFA is only so petty, will they like will this count as like copyright when it goes on YouTube? Because you can see like the reflection oh, in the corner. Here, you see it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to I, I doubt that, Kian. From I doubt it. I doubt Probably it. Not. But to put you back on track, you were talking about Germany being in potential trouble, uh, ending up with three points, because like you said, yes, I agree. Um, if they lose against Spain, it's three points against Costa Rica and then see what happens. Whereas Argentina, we're very lucky that Denmark and um, uh, was it Tunisia, was it? Denmark yep. and Tunisia uh, drew nil-nil, of course. I love how every everything just you want to circle back to, to ripping up Germany. That's that's like you're just right now you're dancing inside. I'm joining the, the, the World Cup has been today, so good. The only thing left for you today is if Canada beat Belgium. Because I know you <laughs> gotta support Canada, right? Correct? I do, I yeah. do, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'm just looking at the numbers right now, Diego. I mean 95th minute now, 7-0. I think we can call it a game. 
Um, eight eight minutes of extra time, bro. What is going on with this World Cup and the extra time? That's nothing for this World Cup. It's like <laughs> it's true. They played fourteen. They played an entire, you know, break an entire uh, 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 like you know first half break. Fourteen minutes of extra time in uh, that Argentina Saudi Arabia game. It was nuts. What are your thoughts on that? Look. Uh, I like that there's more game time. I like that. I think, like, for example, there were five minutes of extra time in the first half in this match. I question where those five minutes were lost when there was no players going down, there was no VAR interventions, there was nothing of that. So I, I question sort of is that necessary or who is keeping time? Like, where are they getting these uh, minutes from? I personally just don't like it. I okay. call me like a, a classic North American yelling at an old cloud, but I prefer like the basketball style where the clock stops and we know exactly how much time is left. Right. There's no room for guessing. Extra time. There's been studies. The fact that extra time is never accurate. It's always mm-hmm. usually underplayed. Like, believe it or not, like, even though it's a lot, it's still, we're still not actually playing the amount of football we're supposed to get in 45 minutes. My huh. solution has been just try out 30 minute halves, stop the clock. Ball goes 30 out minute half. So, basketball clock. style, right? 30 yeah. minutes halves, 30 minute halves, stop the clock. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, 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 there's counter arguments to that. And obviously, people are, are right to disagree with me. Um, so here are some just ridiculous numbers just to put things into perspective on what Spain did to Costa Rica. Ready? Yes. Laporte, 160 touches, basically. He had 157. To put things into perspective, the most touches of any Costa Rica player, 38, which was le- which was the same that Unai Simon had. So Unai Simon basically had more touches on the ball than any Costa Rica player. Um, there wasn't a single key pass or shot that came from Costa Rica. Not a single, like that literally means not one single threat in this game came from them. Uh, look at this. Um, Azpilicueta had three key passes on his own. Asensio had five shots, almost four shots. Um, it just, it was a massacre. Like it, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. With, Do you feel bad for Costa Rica? It felt like they no. were demoralized within the first 20 minutes. No, no, I don't feel bad. There's, there's nothing You're to feel bad about. This is a tournament. No, this is a tournament. This is, you know, you want to put your, you know, kind of. Okay, what uh, about the fans? You feel bad for the fans who made the trip to Qatar and watched that? I mean. I always knew you were a heartless bastard. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know. To be honest, there's so many empty seats. I wonder how many of these people are really from Costa Rica or Spain, for that matter. I'm, I'm always a little bit surprised to see people travel so far. Um, I had for them. that same question. I like. I understand like some of the Arab countries obviously having big support in Qatar. I was like wondered like who are these people like. Who just yeah. getting up and going to Qatar right now? Like it was, it was really trippy because on TV here they were showing uh, Canadians and Raptor jerseys in Qatar. <laughs> oh, really? I was like, well, it's so trippy to see. So weird. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. It, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I would like to get your take on sort of what you've been feeling. What your takeaways from the World Cup so far? It it, it was branded obviously by FIFA mainly, but supposed to be the best World Cup to date. Um, they said that. Who said yes. That? Well, I I just read that you know in a, leading up to uh, the opening com? ceremony, FIFA.com, uh, and you know with all of the controversy, the you, you you know humanitarian controversy, if you want to put it that way, aside, even from um, yeah fan perspective, purely focused on football as a fan. I, in in 2010, we were complaining about the Vuvuzelas. I would say my complaint so far is Soso. Soso. It's 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 lacking in flavor. It's lacking in salt. It's lacking in spice. Uh, the Qataris themselves <laughs> checking out of the game in the opening match at halftime already. Uh, reportedly, 20% of the fans already left at halftime. And then in the second mm. half, more started to abandon their own team as they were getting beaten to a pulp excessive maybe but but by ecuador uh yeah it's like it, it you know that's not i i couldn't imagine that in countries with true football culture you know uh they wouldn't leave their squad hanging and and leaving even if they were losing by two goals to no half time and it's just uh, i can that for me symbolically was kind of what I think I feel uh, and what a lot of people probably feel about this World Cup being just this sort of prop and a, a, a sellout, a sellout of, of of a World Cup in 2022 where, you know, Blatter and his boys just kind of, uh, yeah, fattened their pockets and sold the World Cup to a, a country that is just not traditionally a footballing country, right? That doesn't have that tradition in, ingrained in them of uh football or, or or supporting their team until the very last minute and and you know i mean it's the fucking world cup for crying out loud it, it's the biggest tournament in the world it's the first time you're hosting it you're trying to show the world that you are ready to host a tournament that you are you know uh, in love with the game and told about the game uh yet when push comes to shove you uh push the eject button and you're out of your seat after 45 minutes already. Uh, for me, that just said a lot. It said a lot. I actually didn't even know that that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm not even sure what to what to answer or there's a question here for me but yeah. well no yeah the question is how do you feel about like are, are you you know we we talked about that we're missing the the world cuppiness the 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 vibe right because it's in the winter for us sure. etc but but uh, with with scenes like that is that kind of like enhancing your disappointment and in, in, in if, if if that's a good word to to characterize or describe this world cup yeah i mean it definitely has a, a weird vibe I mean, and then mm. you have, you obviously have a lot of teams now really upset with FIFA rightfully about yeah. not being able to yeah. put certain armbands on. And like you, you saw the Germany um, that was good. gesture today before the game with covering I their like mouths. You I saw like that. that Norway and Denmark have now publicly said that they do not support Infantino. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's, it's one of those things that require, I think, an entire episode, but sure. To me, I suppose I would predict what's going to happen is after the World Cup is over, FIFA are going to be like, yeah, well, well, you were right. We'll allow these armbands in future. And then everyone will forget about it. And then it'll just, nothing will happen. Nothing will change. Can you see another World Cup being granted to a country that, say, again, for lack of a better term, lacks in football culture? Like... Qatar, so so random. Yeah, because all it takes is a briefcase. You think that'll continue? Yeah, I, I don't see anything changging. Mm. So mm. what's like, like let's say for example, if Infantino goes, someone else comes in. What guarantee do we have that's just not going to be someone else corrupt? It's like it's basically replacing just puppet after puppet, and I, yeah. I, I don't know what necessarily changed. I would hope there would be change. Obviously, that's what we're striving for. Um, but did you think this this what we're seeing now kind of kills the, the you know, they always, we always hear about footballs for the fans, football for the fans. Isn't this the opposite? Is it this, you know, a, a perfect showcase <laughs> where we're seeing that it's not for the fans and if that will continue that it, it will, we're just kind of killing the game off or this, this wonderful tournament that's, that's called the world cup. It'll lose its, its magic, its aura. I think the part of the challenge is that, Football is so good and people are so good that a lot of these times we forget, you know, the, the, there's like just the beautiful scenes of the fans who are making the trip or you see what happened today when Japan beat Germany and then you see all the celebrations in Japan. There's that amazing video that's already gone viral where they're just such respectful people. Did you see that where no. they're celebrating in the street and they're crossing the street, but they're only celebrating when the light turns green <laughs> so as soon as I the love light turns that. red they go back in the sidewalk to make sure they don't block traffic and they're you know picking I up their own that. garbage when they're there like it just you see all these beautiful things happen and I think I guess part of the challenge is I, is that people are so good and then you see all these beautiful scenes and then we just forget because football like there's already and I and this is part of the reason why I think FIFA basically what they hoped would happen was that World Cup starts, we forget. You know, Spain beating up 7 nothing. We've already had two magical upsets in this tournament. The the entire scenes, Mexico-Poland with Ochoa. Like, there's just so many, already so many moments in this tournament, and I'm probably missing a few, that, that we just kind of, the society just kind of collectively, unfortunately, just forgets, and then we move on. So I guess that's part of the reason why I struggle to see if there, there would actually be change. And 
and so I, I guess I'll just leave it there. I, and this is a, this is a, this is a big can to to go, go and open. I mean, the next one, you know, the Japan, Korea, Japan, South Korea, in two thousand and two was yeah great when it came to fan turnout. Obviously, not great because of the blatant corruption that was taking place. Yeah. Um, but let's not go into that, I guess. But um, I mean, it, 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 I think it's, it's pretty much open now, no? Uh, the, 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 like the. Oh, the corruption the, aspect? The corruption, of it? yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the refereeing scandals that was yeah, taking you, place. You have to be Infantino himself to, to, to deny that, basically. Right. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to what Canada, Mexico, and the US can do in four years. Uh, from now, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that tournament because I'm expecting, you know, a big spectacle. Um, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I mean, you must be very excited to uh, be one of the host nations for the next World Cup. I think I, I think I think we're getting two cities: Toronto and Vancouver. I don't even think Montreal's getting one. But no still, Montreal, huh? Yeah, oh. I'm obviously going to be excited. I mean, I've never attended a World Cup before. I I can literally just fly up to a game or drive up to a game uh that's great and actually cover a world cup for the first time in my life in person yeah i'm super excited for that um yeah um what about like just other things from the tournament that have caught your eye i mean i, I have not spoken to you at all since the world cup started yeah. i mean do you yeah. want to go through that yeah definitely definitely I, w I would like to know your favorites as well i think goes without saying that uh england right now put on a great performance, unfortunately, against your beloved Iran, and and I was rooting for you. I, I texted yeah, you okay. during that. Uh, you know, Iran had my full support, in particular after the, uh, the emotional, uh, not story, but the emotional situation that that you you know put forward in, in a very, I think, eloquent and, and, and accurate way. I mean, I I wanted Iran to get, a, even if it wasn't a win, a moral boost out of this, and it was uh, it was quite painful to watch. So I mean, but you have to say as well, England looked good. Um, so for me, clear, clear favorites to win their group, probably with along with the US, it'll be interesting to see what will happen between uh, the US and Wales. Obviously, they ended up drawing Bale, ripping the hearts out of uh, many American buddies of mine with, with their their faith and faith, or yeah, faith placed in, in, in picking up uh, three points from that game. But I still think that they will have what it takes to get out of the group, in which case, assuming that England will go through first, the US second, it will most likely, if Holland if we don't do anything crazy against uh, Ecuador and uh, Qatar, we will go through as first, meaning there will be uh, the Netherlands, excuse me, against the US in the next round. Or yeah, uh, the Netherlands against the US, which which is a matchup that I'm quite keen uh, and looking forward to see. Because I think that, uh, and I'll move on to Holland to give my two cents on, on my beloved Oranje. We're an underdog, we're a dark horse. We underwhelmed. In the first game, uh, I mentioned on the top of the pod that I think for many teams, the first first game is deemed one of the most difficult. Obviously, the latter stages and the final will be very difficult, but just the ease, you know, you're still getting climatized. It's the, the, the World Cup, the tournament just starting. So I'm hoping that we are going to see a uh, an ascending Louis van Gaal side 
that I expect a lot better from, despite the fact that this is a Holland that, uh, you know, we don't have the stars that we had in previous years. And that, by that, I mean, in particular, in the front, of course, it's, it still is very weird to me to talk about a Dutch side that, que destaca más, that, that, that stands out more for the players that we have in defense, Matthijs de Ligt and Virgil van Dijk, as opposed to our forwards, you know, where we really, you know, have, have mainly Memphis. Gakpo, uh, for me, was a bit of a discovery. I, I don't watch uh, Feyenoord very regularly, so I really liked what I saw from Gakpo. I loved Noppert in the back. Noppert, uh, Kian, is the Dutch goalkeeper who Louis van Gaal allowed to make his debut so he made his debut for the Dutch national team in the World Cup in the opening game against um, against Senegal, you know, and, and, and give respects to the guy for because for me, he was the man of the match. I thought Senegal were very good, very disciplined. Uh, of course, they're the African champions, but playing without a Mane that, uh, you know, they were still able to... Uh, it could have ended up in a draw easily. So they were still able to put a lot of pressure and, and, and make life uncomfortable for Holland. But um, yeah, I would say right now, you know, to, and, and then, sorry, I'm going on here a little bit. Favorites, and, and this changes game by game, Kian. You know how these things go, you know. Tomorrow, Argentina yep. and Germany win and everybody sees Messi and Müller and company as favorites again. But right now, you know, you got to say England's looking fantastic. Spain is looking fantastic. And um, we haven't even I, seen Brazil yet. I mean, they and we haven't seen Brazil yet. Good point. Yeah, they, they start. They play tomorrow. Correct. Um, or I Portugal, for that matter, as well. Portugal, Uruguay. Uruguay. I, mean, I, I kind of I have a soft spot for Uruguay. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be watching them with a the close eye. But, you know, like the, the, the trouble with this is always that much like the the beginning of a season like the first game or two from the world cup how much does it really tell us you know it tells us yeah. just a little bit we can analyze it you know like i'm not like when i watch england iran obviously um you know and i think a lot of people's takeaways were that well nah iran iran sucks and this is why england looks so good like you know i and i think a lot of people are going to say this with costa rica and spain i mean i haven't read it but it's I don't want to discredit Spain and England for, you know, just destroying their opponents because their opponents were, were bad. The reality is that they showed why they're so good also and why they're also going to be able to use a lot of those skills to beat better teams. And and, mm. and often what happens is some of these teams actually raise their their game against better teams. They don't yeah. they don't get destroyed more. I mean, it can go either way, but to just simply mop it up and say, well, England is not good. Cause like what I saw from England in that game was that they're, they're terrifically like, they're just really fun to watch in transition. They have so many good attacking players. Bellingham is just super fun to watch. They have a lot of good attacking pieces on paper. It's, it's fantastic. And, and obviously they, they took care of what they needed to take care of in the opening game. We'll see what, what happens when they face better teams. We'll see. Um, the, the other thing is that we've seen, Big teams lose opening games. Saudi the Saudi Arabia manager had something, and you know, obviously he's become like a cult hero now because, you know, he's stylish. His his tactics were on point against Argentina. He he decided that he wanted to play a different kind of football. He was a little bit more risky. 
Um, I'll tell you an interesting story about the manager. I just learned from it, but finish your, finish your thought. Well, something that he said after the game was that, you know, explaining the victory, he said sometimes a big team in the opening game, it's the best time to face them because their focus is yeah. not sharp at the beginning. And they come in, like if you look in Argentina's case, they had won 36 games in a row heading into this World Cup or something like that. Mm. They're Copa America champions. Yeah. This, is, this could be Messi's last dance. Yeah. So maybe no, like, that's the it. best time to face them, right? And yeah. and if Saudi Arabia faced them on the final group stage, they would have gotten destroyed. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, these are high. So, yeah. so we have to give credit think to the right. big team winning the opening game as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And ju- just uh, uh, and then, then I'll, I'll add on to that. But uh, about the manager, somebody in the office just told me that he's the Saudi Arabia manager is an ex-player. And uh, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He was an ex-player in the lower categories of France. And reportedly played against Zizou and the manager said Zizou was so good, you know, running circles around me that basically the next day, and this is kind of figuratively speaking, not literally the next day, but basically the next day I said, football is not my game. I'm going to retire, early retire. I'm not going to dedicate you know, my, my, uh, the rest of my life to try to become a professional football player because I could never reach the level of these, of this kind of, these kind of players and referring to Zizou. Oddly enough, life went on. He worked as a sort of a hobby. He got a coaching, uh, degree or his coaching license, went to Africa, got a job there did rather well and eventually ended up you know getting the gig with uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, only to now in his first international game in in the World Cup to be one of the heavy favorites in uh, Argentina and also you know <laughs> what has now been declared as a national holiday uh it seems that Saudi Arabia will now every year celebrate the day that they beat Argentina. So, yeah, I don't know. One of those funny anecdotes from the World Cup that you can only hear in a World Cup uh, that are kind of, you know, nice little human stories to hear a different side of 
uh, people that again are not household names. I mean, I'm I'm not really even paying respects to the man. I I forgot his name, but uh, yeah, new uh, something Renard. Something um, new you learn every day. So, starts his career at Cannes, and then goes to coaching career. This is no his his, uh, his playing his career. Playing okay, playing career. And this is 1991-92. Goes to uh, Valarus. Then to uh, another team that I can't pronounce properly, and then retires in 1998. And there's like no other really real data on him. But I, you know, success stories like this are always the nerds go crazy for people like this. Yeah, yeah. It's because he, like he's in the position where we all would love to be. Like he's like a attainable. Like when you when we look at people like I don't know, um, Jurgen Klopp or. Uh, Jesse Marsh or uh, Julian Nagelsmann, these are the these are literally gods to the nerd analytics community because these guys were not either they weren't players or they weren't great players who figured out a way to use their brain to get a gig professionally, you know, at that level. And so, yeah, these are this is awesome. Like this guy Renard is um, already forming a cult following incredible incredible and listen and just to continue on sort of uh the the favorites the team you know you have to of course mention the defending champions i mean australia made uh life interesting for france there by going up one goal to nil and then you know four goals bing bang boom and france uh, remain one of the heavy favorites despite of course having a massive a uh, list of of of, of uh, key players injured, Benzi having to come back home, and uh, missing the likes of Pogba and and and, and Golan Kante, and and then some, and it just goes to show just how deep that that squad is, and it, still you have to, you know, fear France because Le Bleu are, are yeah the, the the champions, so they're the team to beat. They there's another team that look really really good despite being decimated with injuries. They're so deep that they they still look good. I I mentioned this yesterday. I think Antoine Griezmann has been one of the under the radar stories this season. He's been so good. Um, he's had a resurgence with Atleti, and he's also playing the perfect role for him with France yesterday, where he's not doing much defensive work because you got a double pivot there. And then he's got this free roaming 10 role. He doesn't have to stay on the wings. He's not playing as a false nine. He can literally just pull strings and distribute. He had some incredible passes um, over the top of Australia's line yesterday. Uh, That's another one to look out for. Again, all of this is going to change. I mean, it's just, this is just going to be a revolving door of opinions and analysis and highs and lows from, from, from teams. And, but this is what we've seen so far. And, uh, I was going to say one more thing, um, and, and but it won't really matter because when I was watching Japan this morning, what they did in the second half is that they showed that they have tools that could potentially take advantage of Spain's high line because Germany <clears throat> have some of those same weak- weaknesses in theory. Mm-hmm. But it, it probably won't matter. It, it's very possible that, that it won't matter by that third game if Spain lose that game anyway. But uh, right. w- what would make this group really interesting goes without saying is if Germany beats Spain. Then all of a sudden you have what three teams on three points? Yeah. At least yeah. Japan Japan could possibly top the group by after game two. 
if mm. they beat Costa Rica and Germany beat Spain. I mean, that would be fascinating. And then all of a sudden you have the last game, Germany versus Costa Rica and Spain versus uh, Japan. Yep. Just throwing it out there. There's like a small percentage that Spain actually go out of the group stage. <laughs> Stop. Based on that scenario, like if, if Germany beat Spain and Japan beat Costa Rica, Japan are on six points. Is it head-to-head or goal difference? Uh, goal difference, if I'm not mistaken. If it's goal difference, Spain are looking good with that 7 0 cushion. Of course. If it's head to head and Spain lose to Germany, it's a different <sighs> story. I'd have to look it up. I always forget because I feel like this changes and also every tournament has different rules and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'd have to look at it. But leave that leave that small percentage. If it if Spain lose to Germany and Japan beat Costa Rica, I'm gonna make a TikTok out of this little little <laughs> little, little, little thing that I just did. Diego, I, I don't have, like. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm neutral. I, you know, I, 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 I grew on. up being such a diehard Spain supporter. I've just become with international stuff. I've just become an observer who just likes to see fun things happen. Um, so that that's that. I'm just all in on Canada, though. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, and I, for obvious reasons, I, I'm not supporting Iran. Or pretty neutral and I don't really care what's happening with them. Um, I'm more focused what, on what's happening in in the country. But them, Canada, them not them not stating or them not singing the national anthem was quite a statement. That was good. Well, that was good. Also, was, uh, the Iran captain came out and and voiced his support with the people after the game. That was yeah. also encouraging. Yeah. Um, I have about 35 minutes before Canada goes on the field. Thought I could eat some breakfast. I, I can I share with you some cool things. Absolutely, it's, not, it's just one cool thing. I discovered today that my laptop fits on the top of my treadmill. Oh, like it's like perfectly, and it doesn't fall. Oh wow! And so I basically turned my treadmill today for the first time into a treadmill desk. Oh my I just God! I watch all these games on a treadmill. I took. I even wrote my two pieces on Mordech and Rudiger, and I did all my tweets on this treadmill. I prepared wow. for this podcast on the treadmill, and I'm currently at twenty one thousand steps. Wow! At what pace? I'm like speed two. It's like one of the lowest settings you can possibly go. Okay, Basically, well there you go. Baby stepping and all. Hey, that's so just, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm. So I, I feel like my life has changed all of a sudden. I want that. That that yeah. that sounds really good, actually. Highly recommend. Um, walking mm. desk. It's basically, basically, you don't have to put time aside for cardio. No, it's exactly it. it's healthy. Very good. Yeah, Lucho. I, I bet Lucho does that. By the way, Lucho's uh, Twitch stream is going to be lit tonight. What time is that at? <laughs> Do we know? Like it usually streams around midnight ish. So uh, yeah, five hours or something. They've been fun. They've been fun. I haven't tuned in yet. I might tune in tonight. You think he's going to be like, told you guys? <laughs> Fuck you, haters! Uh, oh, we'll th- he'll throw a little little dig out here and there, maybe. Did you digs. see um, in the one of the Japan pregame press conferences yesterday? A reporter asks one of the players, "Who's your favorite Spain player at the World Cup, or something like that?" And he said Tiago. And then the reporter was like, "Tiago is not." Didn't come, and he's like, and then he was like, "Oh, Tiago didn't come. I didn't know that." No. Yeah. Really? 
I mean, Yikes. to be fair, like Tiago is a great player. Like I would have expected if I, I'm not going to keep tabs on every team and who called up what. So I don't blame him, but thought it was just a funny moment. That is funny. That is very funny. We're going to like once Spain get eliminated, you're going to hear all of this. Tiago should have been there. Ramos should have been there. We needed a leader. I'm very happy with uh, this midfield. I'm very happy with Lucho's selection. I'm very happy with the arrival of Balde as well. My respects to uh, Gaia, but hey, if you're going to be injured 10, 15 days and then still have to get back into match rhythm, I understand that the Los Che, the Valencianistas, are pissed, but you... you you missed the train, buddy. You, Lucho has had to make tough choices. Uh, and, you know, I'm happy that he made that choice. And I was ecstatic. I mean, I told you, we, we talked about it just before the World Cup started that I would have loved to have seen Bali on this team. So when that news came through, besides the fact that he's the eighth Barca player on this squad, uh, the fact that it, it was Balde uh, made, me, made me very happy. Um, Sunday night, Diego. Penciled yep. in Spain, Germany. <laughs> the last game of the day. It's going to be a banger. Oh, yes. What mood are you going to be in if Germany beats Spain? <laughs> Should we not record? Does that mean you want to record? If Spain loses, you want to record Sunday after the game? And if we win, you can you can leave it for Monday? I'm just worried that... I'm just worried about like how your mood if Germany beats Spain. Look, man, this is not knockout round yet. So if uh, we do lose, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll still have faith. I think faith. we should record Sunday night after the game. But I don't know. I haven't talked to you about it. We got to talk off air, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the Canada show, my friend. All right, man. Looking forward to that. I hope yeah. we don't disappoint you too bad. Good uh, luck. Well, listen, yeah. also, can I just say to all, if we do have any Belgian listeners, uh, we're we're cousins. There's there's no you know the the loathing that I have for the Germans does not extend to our friendly neighbors down south. So there's not that rivalry if you uh, expect if you're expecting that Kian between Holland and Belgium as there is with between Holland and Germany. And I'm gonna remain adamant and call my country Holland and not the Netherlands. Or I will I'll mix it up. But th- th- this not calling the Netherlands Holland anymore is is kind of. Still awkward for me. I don't. I don't vibe with it. I bet you, if Canada were facing Germany, you'd be wearing a Canada shirt right now. You'd Absolutely. Probably like be pouring maple syrup in your hair. Absolutely. Bathing in maple syrup. Absolutely. All right. Wish us luck. Enjoy I it. Do. Thanks, luck. man. It was fun. Good job, Spain. <laughs> Lights All out right. performance. Best performance of the tournament so far. Just no doubt. That was pretty clear. And uh, Sunday is going to be lit. Thanks, Diego. Talk soon. Keep an eye out, Gavi. Pretty good player. Keep an eye out. Coming is better. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.